Hello and welcome to Paul's podcast diary for Saturday the 31st of December 2022. Coming up this week, my goals and aspirations for 2023, including writing, travel, fitness and more. I'll be sharing my specific writing goals in detail for quarter one of 2023. And in true showbiz fashion, I've saved a big announcement about my plans for this podcast right until the very end of this show. So first of all, let's take a look at what I'm hoping to achieve in 2023 generally. So this is the overview of the year. Now, what's very clear to me about this year is that I can really only plan up to September 2023. It's all TBC after that. So I've I've got things penciled in for the latter part of the year. But so much of The course of the year is going to depend on whether I decide to take up an MA position. And just to bring you up to date with that, at the moment, I've got a place at the University of East Anglia, that's down in Norwich, for their MA. I I can't remember, I'm calling it an MA. They've all got different letters, but whatever it is, you know, MA style qualification. I don't really care about the qualification, actually the course content that I'm more interested in. Um, that, That doesn't really interest me. It's really just the process and the course content that's of interest to me. I don't really care what I get at the end of it. What I hope I get at the end of it is, um, you know, a more successful book. That's what I'm trying to get at the end of it. Anyhow, September uh, 2023, I don't know whether I'm going to go to UEA. I've got an application in for the Cambridge course. I may not get an interview for that. If I get an interview, I might not get an offer of a place. And if I get an offer of a place, I might not even take it up. So (laughs) what I'm trying to do during this year is put myself in a position where I've got two offers on the table. And then later on in the year, I will decide whether it's worth a financial expenditure, whether I feel that if I just keep plugging on a loan, I can get to where I need to be, whether there's an alternative to doing an MA. But what I like to do is I like to line things up and then decide the course of action that I'm going to take. So the next objective there is to try and get that place at Cambridge and then to make a final decision about what I'm going to do, if anything, in September. So because I don't know where I'm going to be in September yet and what I'm going to be doing, I've basically planned up to September and then I'll figure out the rest when I know what I'm doing in September. So there is an element of mystery to this year, but that isn't going to stop me getting on with things in the meantime. So in 2023, before the end of September, I want to complete the second book in my trilogy, the third book in my trilogy, and I will publish books one, two and three in quarter four of this year, regardless of whether I'm going to uni or not. Now, the reason that I've held those books back, I could be publishing them much, much earlier this year. But the reason I'm holding them back is because if I do do one of those courses, I think it will be really interesting to start a course and be mixing with other students who maybe haven't written books before to actually have a launch going on and to be able to talk about that. So I'm, I'm just, um, you know, from a stage management point of view holding those books back because I think it'll just be really interesting to be launching them in the beginning of a course where I'm meeting people and we're all talking about um, psychological thrillers and crime fiction so um, they would be ready to go I don't know probably if I really worked hard at it I think they'd probably be ready to go from about May or June but I'm going to hold them back uh, intentionally this year. And the reason I could do that is because I've still got royalties coming in from a back catalogue. So I'm earning from a back catalogue. It's not hugely important to me to release those new books. I can stage manage that at a time of my my choosing. So that's what I'm going to do. Um, so I'll publish uh, book one in that trilogy uh, in October, at the beginning of October, book two, November, book three, 
December and then the box set will go in 2024 in January and it just means again if I'm studying and my attention is elsewhere it means I got a little bit of activity with some new books uh, you know while I'm distracted doing other things the other thing I'd quite like to do, I'm not sure whether I'll have time to do this before September, so this is very much penciled in, but I'd like to I'd like to write the first rough draft of Glimpse, which is this book at the moment, again, is penciled in for my piece of work that, uh, that I develop and workshop while I'm at uh, university, if I go to university again. Um, but this is this uh, psychological thriller that incorporates time travel, this idea that I've got. Uh, quite keen to write that one anyway uh, and if I don't write it uh, you know towards September I'll write it uh, some other time because I've got the, a good core of a story there and some notes made about it but I'm, I'm planning provisionally to write that in quarter three or quarter four of this year that may all change so so I think when I've done these previews of the year this is probably the year in which things may change the most when I'm most uncertain about the end of that year but th this is the kind of course of direction that I've set at the moment so what I'd ideally like to have is that 90k rough draft uh, kind of ready I mean I think probably certainly by the end of 2023 that, that's certainly very possible um, just so I've got uh, you know a piece of work 90,000 words that we can work on during that course rather than writing it during the course now it may be as a result of me doing those courses that I think that's just jettison that idea and write something completely different um, but I, I do want to aim for that particular text uh, if I can but as I say just to reiterate it's penciled in at the moment everything at the end of the year is penciled in so what I can say is definite this year is that trilogy is going to get finished that trilogy is going to get published and then a lot of the other stuff is going to have question marks next to it so of course one of my um, penciled in objectives is whether I'm going to do an M lit MA whatever it is um, you know the letters that it has after the, the the title of the course that's a big question mark it has a TBC next to it and um, some of the things that are definite are our travel plans. Now, I said to you that, you know, when we came back from Spain with COVID and everything like that, we were just going to have to take a little um, sidestep with our travel aspirations. And, uh, you know, rather than just kind of constantly traveling abroad, we were going to keep ourselves based in the UK for a little while longer. But we were going to have lots of mini adventures. And uh, true to form, we've booked lots of holidays. So at the time you're listening to this, uh, I'll be in Malaga. And uh, we're back uh, mid mid January from Malaga, uh, and then I have a month back in the UK that I'm flying out to Benidorm. I'm taking my mum out to Benidorm um, for a week because I'm really keen to get her back out there again and into the sunshine. So that's about a week in February, and then I have about another month back home, just over a month I think. And then uh, my wife and I were off out to Portugal for a while as well. So quite a lot of um, foreign travel in the first quarter of the year. And then I think we have a little break in April. Actually, while I was writing these notes down, I was thinking, hmm, there's a little break in April. We might be able to do something in April. So uh, I'll have a look at that. But at the moment, uh, these are things we've got planned and booked. So in May, we're going to Hull for a research trip for this, these books uh, and for me to take photographs of the locations I've used in the books. And uh, we're going to take the ferry over to Rotterdam, where we'll do a park run in Rotterdam. So we're going doing one of these... Um, you know uh, nice little trips that we do where we we bundle a couple of things in so uh, the purpose of that trip is is research and uh, part run the other thing uh, that I've that happened this is really great actually I'm really happy with this when I was writing the final scenes of the first book 
I had uh, Google Maps open and I was just making sure that, that I'd got the kind of the, the roots right in the final kind of chase scene. And it takes place in the shadow of Hull's Barrage, which is this massive structure at the junction of uh, the River Hull, I think it is, and the Humber Estuary. Uh, it's a huge structure. And uh, I just, I don't know what made me think it, but uh, I, I used the photograph on social media. And I thought, you know what, I've got to use that in, in more detail in the books. So I worked out who ran it. Uh, and I, I, even now I've forgotten who it is, who runs it. It might be the, is it the Environment Agency, Rivers Agency, something like that. Um, I worked out who ran it, w found the contact uh, for their press office, sent an email and said, we're coming over to Hull on an author research trip. Any chance of a tour? Now, I, I didn't expect anything at all from this. Um, I, I just, you know, I just thought it would go into a black hole and, there, and it, nothing would happen. But I got a really good response. A lady picked it up straight away and said, oh, you know, I'm chasing the person who um, is responsible for this. And then the, the chap who manages the press inquiries got straight back to me. And we've arranged for me and my wife to have a tour of, uh, of the Hull Barrage when we're over there in May, which is just exceptional. Uh, you know, it's always worth asking, isn't it? So yeah, we're going to have a, a private tour and we'll be able to take some photographs of the barrage and I'll use those in a lot of my book promotion when we release the book in um, in October. So that's just a really, it's just a really good fortuitous thing uh, to happen. I'm really pleased I asked now, but I got a you know, brilliant response. So I'm very happy about that. That's taking place in May. In June, um, I'm planning to be in London for SPS Live. I've got the hotel booked, um, you know, got the ticket bought, just haven't bought the, <laughs> I have to, I'll have to do an easy payment plan for the train, the, the cost of the trains at the moment, but uh, uh, I'll, I'll wait to do the train as well. I'll book that nearer the time because the tickets aren't released yet. Uh, in July, we're going to the Isle of Man on the ferry. Now from where we live, you could go down to Morecambe and uh, hop on the ferry at Morecambe at Hesham. Uh, and I was down there just before COVID. We were taking, uh, we're on a research trip because the, I think it's the second book. I think it's, it might be, is it the second book in my series? I can't remember. The second or the third book, sorry, the, the first or the second book in my Morgan Bay series has lots of shenanigans going on at the port down in Hesham. And I'd gone there, down there to do some research and take some photos. And um, we had a look at the ferry terminal there and, um, we just said, oh, we, we must do this. I hadn't realised it was this uh, easy and this well organised at Hesham. I'd, I'd never been there before. And um, it was something we'd said we were going to do. We didn't get round to doing it uh, pre-COVID. So I don't know what made me say it, but I said, let's go and do this. We could do a, a park run um, over in the Isle of Man and, um, you know, do a ferry trip. So we, we've booked that. That's going to happen in July of this year. And uh, we made sure that it was well clear of the TT races. You have to watch the TT races. Loads of people on motorbikes come over and pack the ferries, but we're well clear of that. And it's just before the schools break up. So, you know, the, 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 uh, the fares on the ferry are, are, are low. The hotels are fine over there. It all works extremely well. So that's coming up in July. And then we've got, um, you know, a couple of other things penciled in for travel uh, this year. What, what we're hoping we could do, we're really keeping our fingers crossed that we might get a couple of months abroad at the end of this year. So that would be maybe mid-October to mid-December. Um, it, it, we might even get away with longer. We're just trying to uh, reorganise things domestically. And we may be able to go traveling again uh, over this winter, but that's, that's penciled in. And of course, if I'm doing a course, it makes no difference as long as I'm there for the in-person 
sessions everything else is is virtual so that that you again i've got that kind of travel freedom again that is very that's that's penciled in very very lightly so it could be easily rubbed out but we may be able to sort things out domestically so we can go on the road again which would be very exciting um there's a potential a potential trip to malmo and um copenhagen in june uh, this is all based around park runs uh, in a couple of uh, countries I I around the world they have what they call park run doubles where they have special days and they maybe have the park run on the Saturday and then they have a park run later in the week for the special day and they they, ha they do that in June in Sweden you can get you can catch a kind of park run double uh, by doing a park run in Copenhagen on the Saturday and then in Malmo on the Monday and, and if you're in Copenhagen it's just a little train trip uh, you know across the water um, to do that so so that's another one that's penciled in uh, we are free on those dates at the moment but we'll have to see nearer the time how that fits in and then another very lightly penciled in travel is uh, going to Germany potentially in October we, we wouldn't go to Germany if we were going abroad in, in winter so um, Germany also has a double park run around Unity Day uh, that takes place in just at the beginning of October this year. So again, you know, we might um, we might jump on. I think we were going to go to Cologne if we do that because we can take a a trip. Um, is it the Rhine? It's the Rhine, isn't it? Not the Ruhr. Excuse my geography. I did this at O level. Uh, I think it's the Rhine. We could take a boat trip from sort of do one part run and then take a boat trip on the Rhine and then go to another uh, place uh, if we start at Cologne. Now, if my geography is terrible, terribly wrong there, I should look it up on a map, shouldn't I? If it's embarrassingly wrong, I apologise. But um, I, I know that's we were kind of talking about something along those lines. So those those last three travel plans have massive, you know, massive great question marks next to them it so much depends on what happens in the latter part of the year but I, I do like to kind of pencil things in I do like to have aspirations because you're never going to hit a target if you don't actually state what it is so uh, the, this is um, in corporate thinking it's blue sky thinking the things that may happen uh, but they are sort of loose targets for over this year and things that we could uh, hopefully achieve so you know travel remains a big part of, of what I want to do um, and until we can kind of have those nice sustained trips abroad again until we can organize that domestically as you can see you know what we said we would do is just have lots of regular little trips abroad and adventures and that's what we're going to continue to do in 2023 don't laugh at this but of course the dj work that i'm doing is going to be um, you know a part of 2023 i have my my kind of practice deck my cheap deck it's just the same as a big deck uh, it doesn't have all the uh, sort of buttons that you would run to amplifiers and things like that so you, you couldn't really perform with this deck but it's certainly a, a good deck for learning um i've got my it's called a newmark mix track pro fx that's what i'm using it's what the guy recommended at my dj course and i've now uh, i've gone through so so many cds so basically i think i said to you in one of my updates i when, when i got rid of my cds i ripped them all and then sort of sent all the cds to a charity shop and then as i moved pcs the licensing went to pot somehow and i was unable to play the files uh, the wma files i should have ripped them as mp3s but i ripped them as wmas and the licensing didn't work and it's taken me until 
to have this kind of impetus for the DJing to work out the licensing and Microsoft actually have a bit of software that um, you just run it, run the files through this software and it, and it brings the licensing up to date so that you can play the files. And I've, I've now um, sort of got that licensing correct and then uh, repurposed all those files as MP3s uh, because they don't need the, uh, that, that kind of licensing. So I've now um, also I've been obsessively going around charity shops uh, buying very, very cheap 80s compilation. I mean, some of these albums have got like five CDs on them, 180s hits. Um, I've, I've also actually, I said I was going to do 80s at first, but I've, I've worked out that I can fairly easily do the 70s and, and have 60s as well. So I've been buying loads of very, very cheap CDs from charity shops, a couple of them from Amazon, and then the odd MP3 download from, from Amazon itself. And I've now assembled um, a, a collection of about three about 3,250 tracks uh, that I can load up for a disco. So I've got loads of 80s stuff, which is where I want to specialise. But also I could do a 70s night and a 60s night uh, with, with what I've got in my collection too. And these, um, it's taken quite a long time to do this because when you have it on your DJ deck, uh, you, you know, in the old days, you used to have all your records in a, uh, they were all 45 uh, vinyl records and you'd have them kind of sorted into uh, you know different kind of categories uh, you have to do a digital equivalent of that now um, and so what I've been doing is um, I've had all sorts of things to do like I've had to make sure the files are correctly labeled so that the record titles come in on the DJ decks and things like that so just a lot of a lot of messing around but it's been it's been wonderful for me I've been playing all these old 80s stuff a lot of them that I'd forgotten haven't heard for years just bringing back, you know, kind of loads of memories from my uh, sort of teenage years in the 80s. Uh, so what was I in 1980? How old was I? I was 15 in 1980. Uh, and then sort of 20, 25 when I came out the 80s. So they were a great, you know, great time for me. Went to uh, college in that time, you know, met my wife in those years. So loads and loads and loads of memories, you know, in, in those years for me. And that's why I want to specialise in 80s, because uh, I want to do discos for old gippers like me who just, you know, remember those years and it'll bring back all the memories. Um, so uh, th that's why I'm specialising in that. So, um, yeah, the, the, I'm going to continue with the DJ work. I, I bought a DJ training course from a, a UK guy who kind of, you know, shows you how to use the decks and do the mixes and all the things that you need to learn how to do. But before I, I, want, I started that, I needed to make sure that I got the music files right. Because when you, when you, on the decks now, you see what you start to save into the database is different cuts um, and, and, and uh, you know, extracts from the songs. And so I needed to get the, the music database right before I started to do fancy stuff around it. Um, so it's, you know, I had to get things done in the right order. Um, but as I say, I've now got this amazing collection of something like three, you know, three and a half thousand or so tracks that I can use in the disco, um, which is fabulous. And the other thing I've been experimenting with again is, is actually streaming uh, that music. So um, through the software that I use in the DJ decks, uh, I've got a piece of software that actually allows me to stream the music that I'm playing. Now, sure, I'm not probably gonna do anything with that, but from a technical point of view, it gives me great pleasure to know that I could I could set up a you could set up a radio station from from the desk I'm sitting at now, and and just you know broadcast the tracks through your your DJ system. So um, there's, there's a lot of this is just a busman's holiday. You know, it's nostalgia. It's a little bit of radio. It's just a bit of fun, bit of hobby. Uh, I am keeping all the expense 
expense details recorded because if if I do start if I ever get to a position where I'm confident enough to do a you know a gig somewhere then uh, you know obviously I charge for that and start running it as a business and the long longer term aim is if we are abroad in winter is obviously to just maybe see if I can get a, a DJ stint once a week while we're out there just for a bit of fun just to get to know people you know to do something musical so um, yeah that's an, that's an aspiration I'll just be moving that on chug 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 in 2023 having a, amazing sort of nostalgic fun with that at the moment though the other thing I've done is um, I, I run with a chap uh, who is uh, 73 uh, and he's a much better runner than I am. He's, he's run on all of his life and uh, we get on um, very well. He's, you know, he's actually a model of what I'd like to be like at 73. And this guy's sort of involved in all sorts of things. Um, he's very musical as well. And um, he and I, as we've been running, we've got talking, found that we've got a lot in common. You know, me with kind of my discos, my radio background, he, um, ha he has a a choir, uh, a choir uh, that, that, he, that he goes out doing performances with and he also plays as a musician and um, as we were running around the nature reserve uh, you know I said to him I'd love to come and see one of your performances sometime I'd like to look at your kit and your rig and how you're doing it and um, so a couple of weeks ago uh, I, I generally at the moment for Covid reasons don't really want to be kind of among a, a crowds of people who are downing pints of alcohol are all shouting so I'm trying to avoid those sorts of situations at the moment but I said look if you've got an afternoon gig on I'd love to come to it something a little bit more sedate and then see what you do so um, he had a Christmas dinner at, I think it was the end of November beginning of December he had a Christmas dinner on um, with a load of the sort of uh, elderly people older people in, in this community and this was based in the village hall so I said well I'll come along and, and watch that that sounds just about right for me so I, I came along um, I wish I hadn't eaten beforehand because there were lovely lovely bunch of people you know cooking all the dinners in the the village hall it was a wonderful occasion actually it was really nicely done and uh, they offered me Christmas dinner and I love a Christmas dinner but I was absolutely full when I walked through so I had to decline the Christmas dinner and then I watched my friend um, you know doing his performance and it was wonderful. He plays um, a keyboard and he sings and he uses backing tracks, which he records. He does his own kind of backing vocals and they're all on a backing track. And the effect of it was just uh, brilliant. And he played the hits, uh, you know, just hits that people love. And they all got up dancing. And some of these people were in their 70s and 80s. And that's, you know, that's literally all I, all I want to do. I want to, I don't, you know, I don't want to write music. I just want to play the greats that people love and just have nice kind of um, afternoons, evenings, you know, with people of my kind of age who aren't going to be fighting and having tussles and, you know, getting too drunk and things like that. It's going to be a nice, enjoyable evening out. And another, so one of the things I've also done, as well as the DJ work, I've also bought myself a keyboard. Because since I've been talking to this, this friend, and he, he's been talking about using MIDI files. And you can now get kind of files of your favourite songs where they're you could they're split into about 15 16 tracks so you could you know like one of my favorites is gary newman you know our friends electric i love the riffs in that and um you can i've got the midi file i've paid for the midi file for that and you can extract the main synthesizers so you've got all the backing stuff and you can learn to play you can learn to play the little riff uh in, in, in our friends electric so i i i played with this with a sort of small cheap keyboard that i got a while ago and um I loved it it was just so amazing what you could do and you know just for a bit of fun 
and uh, just figure out the notes and things. Nothing too complicated. And so anyhow, I love doing this. And so I've bought myself a proper keyboard that does all sorts of wonderful kind of beats and noises and things like that. And so inspired by my friend, um, I'm just going to start to play around with this. M music, something I always wish I'd done at school. And it was one of these things I've never really tackled, you know, as an adult. And now I've got more uh, sort of time and resources to do that. I've uh, bought myself a nice keyboard. It does all this, oh, all this wonderful kind of drum beats and things like that. And I'm going to, you know, just play around with that. Maybe try and learn it. Try and, uh, uh, and you know, just see see where it leads. No, no great aspirations, but just to see where it leads. But at, at the very basic level, um, you could just do some cool things with this kit nowadays that you couldn't do in the old days. And it kind of brings all my loves together. Uh, you know, I love, I love music. Uh, you know, I love the DJing stuff, the radio stuff, uh, and I love the creativity of it. And it allows me to record files and things on a computer. So I'm going to be doing that um, over the course of 2023 and seeing where that leads with no specific aspiration. You know, there's no particular end to that other than just uh, enjoyment and learning. As you would guess, um, exercise is going to be a big part of my aims for 2023. So I'm currently at the end of the year, I'm at 70 volunteers. I've volunteered 70 times at Park Run. Um, and I've never volunteered as much in my life. You know, I've done odd volunteer stints, but I've never volunteered for anything consistently. It's not really could have been a part of my life. But uh, at Park Run, I kind of feel so passionate about it that I want to help support it. And I I've managed to um, 70 70 volunteers now when you get to 100 you get another t-shirt that's another t-shirt opportunity so um, I've just decided that I'm going to try and get those last 30 volunteering stints in over 2023 and get my 100 volunteer t-shirt and the other thing I'm going to try and do in this year uh, just, uh, there's not that many part run goals I can reasonably hit during this year but another one is I can get what's called the single ton uh, achievement which is to run a hundred park runs at a single location now clearly for me that's going to be in Carlisle and I think I, I I should be able to get it reasonably easy within 2023 so I'm going to aim for my hundred park runs at Carlisle I can't remember what number I'm at at Carlisle at the moment but I, I think I need about 30 something in this year now um, I do like to get a little bit of park run tourism in as you know uh, but I should I think be able to get the hundred park runs it's not hundred within a year it's like a you know in my park run career I, I'll have done a hundred park runs at Carlisle so that's something that I got to work on but I, I know I'm in, I must be in my 60s or something like that, I think, at, uh, at Carlisle. So that is achievable in this year. And then the other um, goal that I want to hit in Park Run Land, it's called the Jet Setter. Uh, that's five foreign park runs. So I've done, um, the UK counts as one. I've done one in Germany and I've done one in did one in Copenhagen as well. So I've got two more to go to get my Jet Setter. So I'm hoping that the trip to Rotterdam and I think Isle of Man should count as Jet Setter. Uh, I think it will count. It is a separate country, isn't it? Um, uh, um, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure it'll count. So uh, anyhow, Rotterdam and Isle of Man. And if the Isle of Man doesn't count, then I'll have to find something else. But um, I'm hoping to get the five foreign part runs. So I've got three big part run goals this year. But over the year, I, I'm aiming to either run or volunteer or both at a park run every week of the year that I can. I'll be continuing to do my Sunday park runs at the Nature Reserve. Over winter, I'll be doing two uh, treadmill runs in the garage 
uh, every week. But when the weather gets better, I'll be going out on club runs. Uh, my wife has said this year that she'll join me for a 10K. She's happy to work up to a 10K from a 5K run. So we're hoping that uh, we're going to do the Glasgow 10K. We want to run the Glasgow 10K together this year. Now, we won't run it um, actually together, but we'll we'll run at the same event. But my wife wants to work towards that. And um, a lot of people do the Great North Run. But for us, uh, Glasgow kind of feels more like home for us. You know, we, we spend a lot more time up in Glasgow. So we're going to aim to do that 10K, which is later on in the year. And then something that I've just accidentally achieved, which I hadn't realised, is that uh, since December... 20 what's the year now 2022 since december 2021 i've managed to run a 10k run every every month so that feels like a reasonable amount to run for me so i'm going to continue that goal of running one 10k run every month of the year and, and generally there are enough uh formal event races for me to do that so uh, it works pretty well every now and then i don't i can't quite fit a 10k formal racing and then if I, I all i do is i just go to the nature reserve and do uh, run twice round to get the 10k in if if i need to make a 10k up so it's usually pretty achievable that so i think that's probably the most general list i have ever given you when i've been given you my my specific goals i mean when you think about that you know it boils down to you know finish and publish a trilogy uh park runs every week uh a 10k every month um, some foreign trips and that's pretty well it at the moment and a lot of general ongoing stuff as well that, that's quite uh, general I feel but that that's kind of where I'm heading in 2023 much more specific in the first half of the year you know I pretty well uh, well I've pretty well got my quarter two goals written you know to to June 2023 but it's after June uh, really that I don't have any specific goals I'm not making specific targets because I don't know which way the wind's going to blow at that point so having given you my general goals, let's then look at what's actually on my quarter one planning board. So this is this is how those goals um, sort of boil down into specific tasks between uh, January and March of 2023. So what will I be doing in those first three months of the year? I'm going to be writing the uh, second book in my trilogy. I've already booked the editing for that. That's going to take place in the, the latter part of April. So the edit's already booked and the deposit paid. So from when we get back from Malaga, it's about mid-January that I'll start writing, I think, maybe late January. Um, I will be writing on Mondays, Tuesdays and Wednesdays. I'll be writing three chapters on each of those days. I'll write 75,000 words in the first quarter of the year. That's 45 chapters plus the author notes and that's about 15,000 words per week so um, you know even with all that those breaks built in writing at that pace I can achieve a 75,000 word book so on Mondays my wife works all day on a Monday so the minute she's out the door I'm sat at the desk writing and I will write uh, three chapters which is about uh, three lots of 1,600 words it, it, it slips a little bit um, but it'll be about 1,600 words times three on a Monday morning. On Tuesday, my wife works in the afternoon. So again, the minute she's out the door, I'll write those three chapters on a Tuesday afternoon. And on a Wednesday morning, she works. And again, minute she's out the door, I'll be writing those three chapters. So you see, what I didn't have, when I, why I took the university work is my wife, um, she, she'd, left the, she'd left her work when we went to Spain. 
because they wouldn't let her take a career break. And uh, they were keen to have her back as soon as we got back in the country. And she's kind of built it up from this contract to that contract to where she's on a contract now where we know what day she works, uh, which is fantastic. Uh, and, and I didn't have that sort of surety. It was very difficult for me to to, to plan writing days or any, or get any kind of a um, you know a timetable uh, when I took that university work but what's become clear over the year is she's got this now this contract back in place and I know what day she's working is I can now say right on those days I'm doing the writing because the house is you know the house is clear I've got quiet I've got no distractions nobody making me cups of tea and things like that I can just get my head down and write and I, and I really need that to write you know I need the undistracted time so I'm writing Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, three chapters a day, nine chapters a week. That'll give me 75,000 words of book two by the end of March. The editor is booked in, Claire Cronshaw is booked in to edit that book uh, from April the 15th, I think it is off the top of my head. It's mid-April. Um, so those are the deadlines for that book. So great to be writing again, you know, great to have those targets. And, um, and, in, and obviously, you know, there's a lot of travel and a lot of fun. Uh, in between that and that's kind of the writing life that I want to have now I don't want to have this um, you know I want to have leisure time built around the writing time that's really what I'm trying to achieve now but I do want to be productive and, and you know roughly I think I'll probably find my new rhythm my new pattern but I think it's roughly going to be um, you know th uh, a book per quarter a book per quarter a 75,000 word book per quarter it looks to me like I can fit that in very easily with my wife doing those shifts uh, you know they will they will continue because that's the contract um, that's very easy for me to achieve and I got a load of time around that where I can do marketing and other things so that feels about right to me what I'm not sure about is it you know it may be it may be that the rhythm is, um, you know, three books a year, but I don't write over winter because we go abroad in winter. That's something like that. So I think that will evolve. But this year it's going to be, um, you know, a book per quarter for the first two quarters of the year. That's for sure. Uh, in Benidorm, uh, sorry, in February, I'm in Benidorm with my mum. So I'm really looking forward to that, going back to Benny. Um, I'll be doing my park runs up to park run 139. That's going to include some park-run tourism. I generally don't do park-run park tourism um, in the first quarter of the year because of the ice. Um, park-runs can be called off because of the ice. And, and often people who do park-run tourism in the first quarter of the year, you know, in the thick of winter, you find that you're driving somewhere and you, you might have a, somebody in the car with you who's checking Facebook and you'll find that it's been cancelled because of ice. And then you've suddenly got to dash somewhere and catch another park run that isn't cancelled so I, I tend not to do tourism at this time of year I just tend to run at my local park run but in March when we go to Lisbon I think we come back really late on the Friday night if I remember rightly um so 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 later than I'm going to drive home so I've just booked us in for a late check-in at a hotel and that hotel is near a park run in Edinburgh so I'm, we're going to do a park run in Edinburgh when we get back from Lisbon and then we'll head back home um, you know, sort of midday-ish, we'll just do the drive back to Carlisle. So uh, I've got one park-run tourism in Edinburgh coming up in March, but the weather probably will be okay then. Uh, and we're, there, we're up in Edinburgh anyway, because we're flying back from Lisbon and we're, we're sort of flying into Edinburgh Airport really late, got a hotel there, we'll just get up, do a park run, have a breakfast at the hotel, and then we'll drive back home. So it just works really well with our travel plans then. 
Um, so as well as doing a park run every week and getting to number 139 park runs, uh, I'm going to do 22 free runs. So free runs are where I um, do uh, treadmill runs. So uh, they'll generally be treadmill runs uh, in this quarter of the year, but they might also be club runs when the weather gets better. I tend not to run in the dark and I tend not to, you know, I don't like running in the dark. Um, I don't because I, I trip I have a habit of tripping tripping uh, on paving slabs and things like that so I don't run in the dark uh, I'd rather go to a treadmill um, during the winter um, unless I can run in the light and the clubs tend to be in the evenings so uh, I won't be doing the evening club runs so instead of that to keep my runs up I'll just be doing uh, free runs on the treadmill uh, on a mild day I might go out and do a, uh, just a run outside or at the nature reserve that's why i call them free runs uh, but the, the default is that they're on a treadmill if i do it on a treadmill i know i'm going to get the run in it's not going to be cancelled for ice or snow but if the weather's mild or if i've got the time then i'll maybe go to the nature reserve and do it or i'll, I'll do one of the runs locally that i can do but they they're what i call free runs but i do 22 of those in that quarter of the year and you know like when i'm in betty dorm i'll be running along the beach when i do that when i'm in uh, malaga i'll be running along the beach when i'm in lisbon i'll be running along the beach so that's what i mean by free runs but they're my regular runs that i do during the week and then i will also i think i can fit during that time seven runs in at the nature reserve on sundays and then i've also got some 10ks booked so i've got a carlisle 10k booked in january I've got another uh, what's called a cross-border run booked in February and then I've got another Carlisle 10k booked in March um, so so lo loads going on in the first quarter of this year you know including some formal 10ks and there's some really nice running events in there actually which I'm really looking forward to doing um, I'll do the DJ work I, I, what I forget to tell you is that um, at the moment I am reading I'm just about to finish at the time of recording this Martin Kemp's Ticket to the World My 80s Story and uh, Martin Kemp, who is the bass player in Spandau Ballet, he now does 80s DJ sets. And um, I've booked in to see Martin Kemp's DJ sets when he's playing in uh, Carlisle in June. I've got tickets for that. Me and my wife will go. Uh, and I probably won't be going to dance. I'm, I'm probably going to take notes, to be honest with you, because I want to see how somebody who's my kind of age, uh, catering for my kind of audience, I want to see what he does. And I want to learn from it. So we've booked tickets for that in June. But my DJ work will be continuing in the first quarter of the year, as will my keyboard work. Um, as far as learning is concerned, very specifically, I want to work through Facebook Ads Academy, Amazon Ads Academy. And I want to start working methodically through um, Sophie Hanna's uh, Dream Author uh, course as well. So I, I need to start making time. It only needs to be... Well, Facebook Ads Academy is going to be my priority of the year, actually. Amazon Ads Academy um, will, will, be, will come second, uh, so I can ramp up the, the Amazon ads through the year. Uh, I just need to learn the analytics of that. I've got all the ads kind of running, but I switched some off that are making losses because I haven't had a time to go through what um, the advice is for, for tweaking those. So I've got the ones that are working running at the moment, but I've just switched off the ones that aren't working. I need to come back and do the, the analytics kind of part of the Amazon Ads Academy training so that I can move on to the next stage with my ads. Um, so I've just got the ones that are working and running at the moment. Um, and then, yeah, Sophie Hannah, there's a load of, there's so much content in Sophie's course, uh, which is all paid for, but I need to start chugging that. And I could probably do that in an hour, two hours a week, frankly. Um, it's a good sort of thing to do in the evenings if, if you've had a busy day. 
but I do want to progress that. And then at the end of March, of course, this quarter, quarter one will end by heading to Lisbon um, for a, a week or so out in Lisbon. So really looking forward to all of that. You know, it, it really feels like it was the right time to finish the, the work at the university. You know, it was very good for me. It got me settled down. It got me back into routine, but I'm ready to sort of crack on with the author work now i've got you know loads going on again with writing and marketing it's enough you know it's a full-time job if i wanted it to be there's so much to do so that's what i'm going to be focusing on quarter one i've got an amazing quarter one coming up so you know <laughs> you mustn't wish your life away but i'm really looking forward to getting tucked into to quarter one and first of course um i'll be in malaga while you're listening to this and uh, hopefully doing a lot of running and having a lot of adventures out there so that is it that's my plan for 2023 as i say that i think it's the least definite the least structured that i've ever given you but that's because it's going to be a year of two halves um and uh, you know I'll, obviously i'll have more certainty when i decide what's happening in the latter part of the year so i did tease at the beginning of this podcast i did tease you and say that i'd be giving you a podcast update and the news is, and you probably guessed this already, to be honest with you, that I'm back in my stride with the podcast episodes. I'm going to take this podcast to 425 episodes. So I, what I've figured out is I've you know, gone through the calendar, done all the timing, um, that I'm, I want to take this podcast to 425 episodes because while I'm writing through January, uh, writing those books, that will take me through to June, I think end of June, beginning of July. Um, that also takes me to SPS Live in London. I just looked at it on the calendar and thought, you know, number one, I, uh, it's a really good time to sort of finish and pause because I don't know what, what the heck's happening after that time yet. Um, but also because I'm, I, I, the, the podcast episodes will be carried by my writing, you know, so every week I'm going to have something to tell you about how the writing's going, how many words I've done, you know, whether I managed to get the writing done in all three days, whether I'm having plotting problems, I can talk to you about, you know, how I revise books. I can talk to you about how I plan the books. Uh, it all, I'll be getting the covers done during that time. I'll be working with a new editor. There's loads to talk about at the beginning of 2023. So I, I feel like, you know, rather than me, um, there, was a, there was a time when I, was think, I, I felt like I was sort of saying the same things and that it wasn't fresh from my point of view. But now I know that I could do those next uh, episodes and there'll be loads for me to talk about because because I'm writing. That that in its alone will carry those episodes. So I'm going to take the podcast to 425 episodes. So after this episode, because I'm away uh, and we're all in time slip zone, this is pre-recorded. Uh, I'm going to be in Malaga for another uh, week and a half, I think it is. Um, so I'm going to give you uh, in a week's time. You'll get the first of the uh, tools and tips pre-recorded episodes then you'll get the next one and then on the 21st of January uh, I will record the first live uh, diary update so it'll bring you right up to date with what's been going on in Malaga and everything like that and I will then record uh, from the 21st of January through to I think it's the end of June beginning of July something like that you'll get a Paul's podcast diary episode every week during that time taking me up to 425 episodes and then i'll see i'll see how we go at the end of that because my feeling is is that if i do one of the mlit course if i do one of these courses that's 
you know, more new learning that I can share with you because I've been in a completely different environment at that point. And I've always kind of, I always would have liked to take the podcast up to 500 episodes. That's that's kind of a an aim of, of mine, a loose aim of mine. It'd be really nice to get it to 500. I, I really would finish it at 500 episodes because that's quite an achievement, isn't it? But it'd be lovely to have a body of work at 500 episodes. So at the back of my mind, with my new invigorated self, um, you know, having taken a break from everything for a little while, I am thinking it would be quite nice to push the podcast to 500 episodes. Now, I would only do that if I did the MLIT courses, you know, if I was doing the course and I got all that new content to share with you, all that new learning. So at the moment, I'm committing to 425 episodes from January the 21st. Uh, you'll get a Pulse podcast diary every week, every Saturday, the same time as it's always been. Um, and then I'll take a pause uh, at the end of, of June, July, whenever the, the 425 episode date is, see what I'm going to do with the courses. And then uh, I'll either resume like occasional updates if I don't do the courses, um, or I'll come back and take this podcast to 500 episodes if I do do the courses. And I've got that kind of momentum and impetus to do that. So I hope if you're a fan of the podcast, that's good news to you. Um, I am going to be, um, you know, sharing information about the writing process. I will dig into the writing and the word count and, and you know, talk to you about how I do it, how I plan it, um, where I have the struggles. I'm also going to be doing loads of marketing work uh, in the next quarter one, quarter two, Facebook uh, and Amazon, you know, pushing forward with BookBub. So there's, there's a ton of stuff for me to, to share with you and a ton of stuff I'm doing. So I hope that will be of interest to you. Uh, put that date in your diary, 21st of January. We've got two more uh, kind of craft episodes coming up in between then. Um, and at the time of recording this, I did say we're in this kind of time slip zone. I've already recorded those episodes and there's, there's actually quite a lot of stuff in there. Um, and, and loads of detailed show notes as well with lots of links in there. So I hope those are going to prove really useful for you. So I hope that's been informative. That's 2023. As far as I'm concerned, that is it for this week's show. Thanks so much for listening as ever. I hope you have a fabulous 2023. From me, Paul Teague, bye-bye for now. If you've ever found this podcast helpful, you can now support my work by buying me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Paul Teague. Maybe I've saved you some time by sharing a new resource. Perhaps I passed some information on that you weren't aware of, or you may just like catching up with another author who's doing what you're trying to do and checking in on a regular basis. I prefer to use Buy Me A Coffee because unlike Patreon, you don't have to sign your life away to show your support for the podcast. You can make small one-time contributions, the price of a cup of coffee, or you can support monthly or even annually. The choice is yours and you can make one-off donations at any level you choose. So if you want to support the future development of this show, head over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Paul Teague. And thank you very much in advance for your help in keeping this particular show on the road.